For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Sports Business, Sports Media Believe. My name is Fred Wallen. It's uh, 429 on a very, very warm Thursday, May 7th, 2020. Pandemic continues. Sports on a very, very uh, short slate may continue this month or start this month. And uh, Tom Hofarth of uh, the Sports Business Journal and LA Business Journal has a tooth problem. He's going to the dentist. I've got a tooth problem, but I'm not sure this is the right time to go to a dentist, especially if uh, you're wearing a mask and she's wearing a mask. I don't know. But anyways, he's there. Maybe he will pop up here. Hey, listen, um, my greatest sports hero was Muhammad Ali. So this is going to be a special show dedicated to him. Four years ago, June 3rd, uh, Muhammad uh, left the earth and went to heaven. And so we're going to bring uh, Muhammad Ali back uh, today right here on Believe in Sports Business. And uh, we'll talk to Muhammad about uh, all things up there and all things down here. Without further ado, Muhammad Ali, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're still around, Fred. I can't wait till you come up and meet me. Hopefully it won't be too soon. But once you get here, I'll tell you what, I'm going to introduce you to everybody. All right, you said everybody. Is Howard Cosell up there or down there? Well, Howard Cosell is here, and I want you to know that people used to ask me if his hair is phony. No, it ain't phony, but most of it comes from the tail of a pony. (laughs) Okay, but when you first got to know him, did you like him right away, or did it take you a long time to sort of understand that he was on your side? I sometimes wish Howard Cosell was a uh, was a tree and I was a dog. <laughs> but you know in his heart, he, he, you know in his heart, you were his favorite, right? Oh, I know, but he was always agitating, always agitating. Howard Cosell and you used to agitate too. I don't <laughs> want you to start agitating, Fred, because if you do that, I'm going to hang up and I'm going to I'm going to hit you so hard, I'm going to uh, knock all your kin folks back on earth. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you ever do Howard Stern show? No. Why not? He never asked me. He never asked you to be on the air. No. Oh my God. Because I would have given. I would have hit him so hard, he'd bring back tomorrow. What about Don Imus? You ever do Don Imus' show? No, never did him. I don't. You know what? I think he just came here to heaven. I got to get to know him better. I hope you do because I, I between the two I like listening to Imus more than uh, than than Howard Stern. But uh, let me tell you the story, and I don't want you to hang up now when I tell you the beginning of this story. But the folks deserve to hear it. So I'm in school, and you're about to battle Sonny for the very first time. And at that point, you were a braggart, no question. And my dad and mom taught me from a very young age, don't be a braggart. I was a pretty good athlete myself, but I always just sloughed it off because I didn't want to be a braggart. And you were bragging that you were going to beat Sonny. And I wrote a poem, and it ended like this. And this was the end of Cassius Marcellus Clay. Any comments? 
All I'm going to say is that uh, um, whenever I'd meet people, they would always say to me, where'd I meet you? And I never said, I don't remember you. I always said, where'd I meet you? One guy told me, I met you at the LAX airport. And I said, well, what were you? And I said, how would I remember you? And he says, I gave you a piece of, butter, a, a piece of butterscotch. And I said, oh, I remember you. You were wearing a green jacket and a red shirt. Whenever I met people, I always said uh, that I remember them because people being rude isn't right. Do you, do you remember a guy named Kevin Lamp? Oh, man, he's crazy. He's the only <laughs> one who don't talk like a brother. He's dangerous. How long have you known Kevin Lamp for? I've known him about 20-some years. First time I met him, I was at the Holiday Inn, and he was chasing women from room to room. Oh, my God. Um, folks, you're listening to Sports Biz Sports Media right here on Believe. My name is Fred Wallen, and you can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Very happy to have from heaven Muhammad Ali today on a special edition of Believe and Sports Business and again uh, and Sports Media. Uh, talking about the sports. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, you lived in Los Angeles, even though you're from Louisville. You lived in L.A. for much of your life uh, or you had a house in Los Angeles for many, many years. Uh, what was your favorite sports professional team here in Southern California? Dodgers, Lakers, Angels. Who was it? I pick them all. I never, I never picked one team because I didn't want people thinking I was pulling for this team or I was pulling for that team. But I will tell you this: I know you remember I was getting ready to fight Will Chamberlain. Yes. Do you remember that? Sure do. Yeah. Well, you know well, he kept saying he kept saying reach don't mean nothing. Um, reach don't. Me, I kept saying reach don't mean nothing. And when I saw him here in heaven, I said, you know, David slew Goliath. And after I fight you, you're going to hear across your radio stations, Timber. <laughs> okay, I'm going to really put you on the spot here. Now, remember now, we have thousands of listeners here on Believe. Are you ready? Wilt, yes. Wilt was very proud of the fact, and he uh, mentioned the fact, that uh, he had uh, affairs uh, with 16,000 women. Or he had 16,000 affairs, something like that. Did you top that, or did he beat you in that field? I want to tell you right now, I've talked to Wilt about it up here in heaven, and it's not true because some got back in line. <laughs> All right, seriously, if you, if you had fought Wilt, obviously he's 7'2", and he's like 300 pounds, and is a, you, got, you have good arm length, but certainly he's taller than you. How quickly would you have knocked him out? Oh, man, I'd have knocked him out in the first round. I'd have played with him for a while. But, Wilt, I would just keep dancing and sticking and moving. Once the body goes, the head come down. And uh, uh, that's like me trying to play Wilt in basketball after training for six months. Not going to work out. <laughs> Talking to Muhammad Ali from up in heaven, and, of course, uh, you went to heaven Four years ago, coming up uh, June third, um, Joe Mo uh, uh, Joe is, is he up there uh, with you? And have you met him? Have you talked to him? And what are you saying to him? I told Joe I done whoop you three times. I played with him with the first fight, so 
So we're going to have number four. I'm going to beat him badly come this Friday. And I wrote a short poem about it. And the poem goes like this. Go ahead. Ali comes out to meet Frazier, but Frazier starts to retreat. If he goes back and in further, he'll wind up in a ringside seat. Now he starts to run out of room. It's a matter of time before Ali lowers the boom. He swings with the left. He swings with the right. Look at that brother. Carry the fight. Now he takes a swing, knocks Frazier clean out of the ring. But the referee starts to frown because he can't start counting until Frazier come down. <laughs> Who would have thought when he witnessed this fight in heaven, we'd see the launch of the first heaven satellite? We are talking <laughs> Muhammad Ali up in heaven. Uh, my name is Fred Wall, and we're down on Earth. Hey, uh, the pandemic, is it up there in heaven or is it just here on Earth? No, it's just here on Earth. Uh, everybody's having a great time and uh, uh, talking with Allah, talking with Jesus. We're all here. Talking to Muhammad Ali about a slew of subjects. All right, I know you weren't hit all that often, but who hit you the hardest? Ernie Shavers. Ernie Shavers hit me so hard, he'd bring back tomorrow. All right, before I learned to love you because of your strong stand against the war and you gave up so much for this country and for your people and for all people, uh, you made a fool out of Floyd Patterson. Are you regretful for that? Do you feel badly about that, or would you do it again? No, I've talked to Floyd, and I told him that uh, everything's fine. We're in heaven, both we're both brothers, and we're all hanging out. I got James Ellis, who just passed away recently, up here in heaven. And as you know, James and I were uh, uh, neighbors. Well, you know, everybody knows a lot about you, but how about... Nobody knows everything about you. How about a secret that you're only giving away here to thousands of people right here on Believe? I remember when I went to go fight George Foreman in Africa that uh, we took an African Airlines. We had African pilots, co-pilots. And I said, we don't need no white pilot. We don't need no white co-pilot. We got all the Fox's sisters and we got the brothers on the phone. Uh, on the air, and about eight hours on the flight, it started getting really a lot of turbulence, and everybody was scared, and I jumped up and said, I wish we had a white pilot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here in Southern California, in the Los Angeles Times, they're taking a survey, a poll of all the people, the most iconic sports personality in Southern California. And one of the contests coming up would be Sandy Koufax, who was very big when you came up, and uh, Vin Scully, who just retired three years ago at the age of uh, 89, he's 93 now. Who would Muhammad Ali vote for as the most iconic Southern California sports personality? Vin Scully I, or Sandy Koufax? I think both. I think it's a tie. Uh, but I also lived in L.A., and I want you to know this is a legend of Muhammad Ali, the most popular fighter that ever will be. He talks a great deal, and he brags indeed of a powerful punch and a blinding speed. Now, this physical world had to be dreary, what the champ like Foreman thinks had to be weary. 
But someone with color, someone with dash. I brought fight fans, running with cash. This brass fighter was something to see. Heavyweight champion was his destiny. He has a good left. He has a good right. If he hits you once, you'll sleep for the night. Do you remember what I did, son, and listen to this amendment? He didn't even know October, November. <laughs> and I say this with no malice. After I get through with you, Fred, you're going to need some vitalis. I already do. Um, Muhammad Ali, I, I have to ask you, um, in Florida, the WWE is allowed to put on fights, but not with fans. Would Muhammad Ali ever dare get in a ring, even if they're paying you a lot of money, uh, unless fans were allowed in the ring? Well, I was so popular with people all over the world. Everywhere I go, people recognize me. It wouldn't mind if I was in an arena, all the arenas sold out all through America, all through Africa. They were all sold out because Don King could not afford me. He couldn't outbid whole countries that want me. Yeah, I'm getting ready to fight. Um, I'm getting ready to fight a few of the brothers from the past. Jerry Corey's here. He wants to fight me again. I'm going to fight Ken Norton. Uh, Fight them all. I'm going to straighten it all up here in heaven. Were you ever frightened going into the ring against anybody? Uh, Some of us a little, but he thought I was crazy. (laughs) And I made it. He thought I was crazy. He said, this man's crazy. And people ask me, where did I get all this bragging and saying how pretty I was? I went to the Louisville Arena. 20,000 people showed up, me included, come to see him get killed or could it back his word. So I started putting emphasis on it and started saying it, and I I actually got that from Gorgeous George. Do you watch, we're talking to Muhammad Ali from Up in Heaven. This is Fred Wallen right here on Sports Biz, Sports Media Believe. Please email us, sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com. Muhammad Ali, I must ask you this. Do you follow the heavyweight division down here on earth? And to me, it's sort of a joke because, I mean, Fury's okay and uh, they're all okay, but there is no Muhammad Ali or there is no Joe Frazier. It's not the same. And the heavyweight division really carries the fight game. What are we going to do down here on earth? I'll tell you, that Fury, I like him. He's an Irishman, and a lot of people don't know this, but I'm part Irish. I'm actually, uh, my uh, great-grandpa was named Grady. I like him, but I would destroy him. because The problem would be he's ugly, clumsy, and flat-footed. <laughs> what about Mr. Wilder? Oh, man, he took a beating. Sure did. I'd hit him. Yeah, I'd give him a real whooping. And uh, I would say clear the halls, clear the doors. Wild to go home about round four. How often do you talk to your kids from up in heaven? I talk to them all the time. I always say I miss you, and uh, God is good. We'll all be here with all the brothers and sisters. I will tell you this. I, I saw a couple of your kids on TV a few months ago, and they really miss you. Thank you. And Fred... I miss you, even though you were always agitating. You and Howard <laughs> Cosell. Howard Cosell, I want to ask you a question. Sure. Howard Cosell got paid for being an idiot. What's your excuse? None. I, I, am, the, I am the idiot. 
uh, Muhammad, don't leave us, but I want to talk to Mr. Kevin Lamp, who's also with us uh, right about now. Don't leave us, Muhammad, now, but just stay stay right there. We're talking to Muhammad Ali up in heaven, and now Kevin Lamp, who's known Muhammad, uh, Muhammad just told us, for 28 years. Is that the case, Kevin Lamp? Yes, yes. Uh, I met him back in 1984, um, and I met him at a mall and uh, told him I could impersonate him, and he thought I sounded like him, and he's the nicest guy you ever want to want to meet. And you know what? He'll be remembered as what he wanted to be remembered as, one who took a few cups of love, one pint of kindness, one tablespoon of generosity. He stirred it up, and he gave it to each and every deserving person he met. You know, I, I, I've said many times that if you're an actor or an entertainer, it's almost your obligation to take a stand. In Muhammad Ali, here was a guy who gave up like four years of his career, millions of dollars. When he came back, he was still good, but he was never the same. Very few modern-day athletes have done anything close. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, of course, has given up quite a, quite a bit. But to me, Muhammad Ali is my favorite athlete of all time, not just because I thought he was the greatest fighter, but because he gave up so much for the rest of us. He sure did. And the other thing is, too, back then they thought, you know what, there's no way he's going to make a living. And uh, he said he had a piggy bank with some dimes and quarters and nickels. And he had to go to a, a college campus to talk and they were giving him $1,500 for a, an appearance. So he really gave up everything. And, and money wasn't his God. He, he just... You know, he, he just, he loved everybody. He didn't care what color you were. I mean, he was just, uh, uh, you know, just, just one of the all-time great people of, of all time. And uh, he took a stand for what he believed. And he was beloved everywhere he went throughout the world. And he loved it. He loved meeting people. And he loved uh, having fun with people. One time, um, I was coming back from San Diego, and I said, hey, champ. You know, my mom and dad live right off Sill Beach Boulevard. And he said, you think they might be home? And I says, yeah. And he goes, well, let's go by and visit them. He came by the house. And as he came by there, there was a neighbor that was putting something in his car because he was getting ready to go to work. I uh, worked in construction. And all he says, I want you to slow down. So he slowed down. He got out of the car. And he pushed the guy in the back. And the guy goes, is that you? And he goes, I hear you've been looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, is that you? He goes, no, my name is George John Candy Camera. <laughs> so did, I had. Did he meet? Did he meet your parents? He did, and uh, after uh, 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 where he goes to my mom and dad, he goes, and with a quick wit, he goes, I gotta get going before I get a good whooping. My mom says, my mom says, I thought you quit fighting. He said, I did. My wife didn't. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, great talking to you. Let me talk to Muhammad one more time before we say goodbye right here on Believe. Muhammad, I, I, I have to ask you to say your final words right here from heaven to the folks on Believe, uh, what you're thinking, what you're doing, and uh, we'll have you back on the air. I want you all to know heaven is great, and everybody come on by. One day you'll all be here, but Fred, I want to say one thing. Uh -huh. I like your show, and I like your style. But the pace, so Chief, won't be back for a while. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, uh, Muhammad Ali, Kevin Lamp, thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll do this again right here in Believe. Be well and uh, have fun up in heaven, Muhammad. Uh, 
millions of us uh, love you, and we will always love you for what you did. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless. That was Muhammad Ali, folks, right here on Believe. What other show could you possibly get Muhammad Ali from heaven? No, just right here on Believe in Sports Biz. We'll see you next week. Tom Hofarth will be back. And we'll have, uh, I guarantee we'll have Muhammad Ali back uh, down the road right here on Believe in Sports Biz, Sports Media. Please email us, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Bye, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.